here's the thing, okay? So everybody loves to spell my name with an A because that's the way it's spelled in the Bible, J-A-R-E-D. Because nobody has any form of understanding. Are we, to, are we really are we really huh? starting our sports podcast with a conversation about how you got your name from the Bible? Well, first of all, it's <laughs> the not best from the will Bible. in the world. Isn't that a bit of a stretch? Like, didn't no. everybody get their name Listen. from the Bible at some point? Like, there is a I mean, Jared. I, I, in, there I mean, is a Jared I'm pretty sure names. I'm pretty sure names like Shaniqua aren't in the Bible. Correct. I had I had a great story about how my car still isn't fixed. Line up for the start of the podcast as well. Okay, well we'll get to that. But y'all <laughs> right. question me Actually, about I why just my, got my A car is fixed. capitalized. So Jared. I'm gonna talk, you want to talk about? We should talk about that. Like I had a Jared. rotted clamp. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, talk oh. about why the A in my name is capitalized first, and then you can have your fun. Okay, so because you're the alternate Bapti. Yes. <laughs> No. Capital A for... Right. All of you, shut up. Answer my question, you mad Canadian fuck. Do you want to talk about a different sport to the normal ones you cover in the rest of the podcast? You can unmute yourself. This is a, this is a great start. What, what is it? Lacrosse. What about lacrosse? The fact that the championships have been postponed from this year oh i mean everything's been postponed friggin well, no, every yeah but everyone's making a massive fuss out of this even though we're still in the middle of a freaking pandemic yeah but with the west bill in the world we haven't got a to and fro on that because the conversation and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming here sean because you look like a man that breathes in and out every now and again has kind of gone the assumption that oh no, it's kidding. been delayed yeah, but everyone's like, oh, oh why aren't we going okay. to concerts? And why aren't we doing this? And why aren't we doing that? And, you know, yeah, COVID's the, still kind of it, relevant it, to talk about. It's kind of pointless to discuss because we all have exactly the same point. So you've already discussed it at length because we're all going to go, yep. So we can all go, yep. If and, that's then move, and then move on. Well, yeah, and, and, and a bunch of, like, <laughs> the figure skating world okay. championships were postponed. The rugby world championships were postponed. Like, every everything's being yeah, postponed. Yeah, but everyone's still. making rugby, a massive The rugby world championship... The Rugby World Championship was postponed, but the Six Nations were still played. Yeah, because... Because no one else can play rugby, but we have to fight everyone else in Europe, apparently. Correct. So and and just Europe, lay a beat down on Italy. We just the French and the Italians. That yeah. is Europe. It's, it's primarily just you feeling superior over the Italians and the French once more. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally losing to the Welsh that makes and sense. South Africans. We don't talk about that. Okay. I think we should just go now because... We already, already are because we started yeah, recording. We have already started. That's the um, game. He doesn't tell me when he starts. Can I? Can I update everyone on my car? Because I felt that that was, you know. I don't think so because we had two stories interrupted, and this intro's gone on long enough. Okay. So, anyways, welcome, intro, welcome to Better Luck next week. You doing uh, we're, it? Pardon? You doing it? <laughs> yes. Okay. Are you deaf? No, I just didn't know if you were doing it. It's the whole not listening thing, which I guess uh, will come into play a bit you want later me to on. Mute him? Oh. Hello, my name no, no, is no, no, it's fine. So we have Sean Sennett giving the ASMR version of my name. It's wonderful. Sean is joining us for the first time because uh, he's a hockey guy, and we have a lot of hockey to talk about, and not a whole lot of NFL and Formula One to talk about, which we'll still touch on, of course. Um, but I didn't think it was fair to Gavin to just keep talking at him about hockey and him going yeah um 
I can relate this to football and stuff. But I yeah. had been I had been trying to watch the hockey, but with the best will in the world, with all the sports I'm currently trying to keep up with, there's a million and one things going on. Well, and it's also difficult when most hockey. It, it's also difficult when most hockey starts at seven p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. So, so you guys are five hours behind us. Yeah. That ruined me. So seven, seven plus five. Let's keep guys on, on we, sports. We, and we already track, know that Gavin goes to bed at 9.30 because he's an elderly man. Or just like sleep. It's okay that you don't watch the NHL. To be honest, the, it's, the game's ruined anyway. So Yeah, we'll, 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 get, we'll get to that, Sean. Don't worry. We'll start with Formula One, though. Um, the, cars, the cars are out on the track now, and they look even better than they did in the room <laughs> on the track now. Yeah. But Ferrari's already been having some problems, right, Gavin? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, without giving up my my sources and stuff like that, they have gearbox problems, the same as Mercedes. the The problem is, is that last year they both were both very reliable, but everyone in F one pushes everything on so much as hard as you can. There's never been a conversation in a Formula One engine garage or a Formula One wing conversation of going, "Well, it was really reliable and it stayed together last year, so let's not make any changes to it." I'm going to make changes to it, um, which means they've dialed the power of the engine up. Um, Ferrari have got a brand new engine which seems to be kind of working but the problem is, is they've dialed them all up they've made everything lighter and tried to make everything faster and they're having teething problems um, well but also it's a, it's a brand new engine with the exact same specs as last year because yeah. they couldn't change any of yeah. those right yeah so it's a the, new engine the only people that could change those was the McLaren right one. Yeah, it's a new kind of piston layout, if that makes sense. So instead of, mm. I think they've changed the angles so they can bring it lower down in the car. Um, but every team had to spend tokens. The confusing one for me on the token front. So you got a token, like if you wanted to you change your front wing, you spend a token. If you wanted to change your wheels, you change, you spend a token. Here you, here you go, Jimmy. Here's Here you a go. token for your wheels. Um, so McLaren have spent... A token there. for the slot machine. Let's see what you get. Yeah. Um, you got weird... a brand new front wing. The very strange one. At the moment, <laughs> yeah, the very strange one at the moment that no one can really understand is obviously Red Bull are the parent team to AlphaTauri. AlphaTauri basically get Red Bull's old car. Um, they're owned by the same people. They do the same stuff. There's a few bits of corporate hoo ha going on to make it make sense. But Alpha Tauri have decided that they don't want the Red Bull upgrade. Red Bull went, here's our it's car. Designed and for Max Verstappen. Yep. Uh, they went, here's <laughs> our car. And Alpha Tauri went, no, you're right, thanks. And didn't take it. Yeah, we don't want a car designed for one driver that's not on our team. Sorry. Which I think, it, I, I think speaks to that car. Um, I haven't gone through the times in depth because it's testing. Um, yeah, and they're in not reality, like, anyone, they're not pushing it. No, they're they're measuring sticks for their own teams and not necessarily to be measured yeah. against each other, right? Um, yeah, so. it's also at Bahrain on the, the they come out Michelin come out with test tires, which are basically a tire that is the none of the teams know where it sits on the kind of spectrum of how grippy it is. So they go, here's a test tire, use that, and it basically invalidate it. It means the cars can run and shake down and they can do some aero tests. Um, but apart from that, there's not really much going on. 
Um, they look interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, Ricardo topped the tables, but then that may be because McLaren want him to get as much seat time as a high at a higher pace as possible, which would be my kind of go-to as well, because he's the guy that doesn't know how the car's going to work. Um, but it's interesting to see that Ferrari and Mercedes are having problems, because if I was Mercedes, I would have sat back at the end of this year and gone, cool, right, let's let's make some tweaks, but let's not completely change the thing. Um, but I think on the speed traps, the McLaren was about six mile an hour faster which doesn't sound like a lot but around a, a formula one lap it's quite a big jump um but then i don't know if that's mercedes not turning their engine up all the way so it's it's difficult to tell at the moment formula one is formula one as it is and we we so we talked last week about nikita mazepin and his car and we know that the Russian Olympic athletes are not going to be able to compete under the Russian flag. And that has extended to other Russian athletes, particularly in F1. They're not supposed to compete under the Russian flag. And that ban, I believe, is going till at least 2022. So at the Winter Olympics as well in Tokyo, again, it'll be Olympic athletes from Russia. It's not the Russian flag or anything like that. Um, so we discussed it last week, but Sean hasn't even seen Nikita Mazepin's car yet. So Bell, if so you this can, is like this is like a protest thing. This is you like can pull it up. He's decided. Okay, so just so you're aware, Sean, this is what the Russian flag looks like. What? Okay? Right. Sorry. It looks so, like um, the sailing sign behind my head there. See? It's, it does. Yeah, actually, Jared, are you? <laughs> are you going to Russia? Defecting oh, you're a Russian spy. spy. No, I just yeah. want to go. I just want to go sailing. Ah, uh, right. This is the Russian flag. I'm going to show you three pictures of Nikita Mazepin's car. I want, I want you to just see if you see what we see. Butterfly. It looks like a butterfly. Oh, um. Wow. Do you see what we see? <laughs> yeah. It's just. How about now? Mother, just Mother Russia. It's um spewing all her glory onto oh yeah just this beautiful it's just like so, mother russia finished all over this car and was just like oh. it's just like a slight oh. resemblance here to the russian flag but who knows they could have been going for jared they could have been going for jared's come yeah come the sailing they want they just want to sail away so, with a formula one i don't know, if, don't know if you can prove this really or maybe they're huge washington capital fans you know mm. i don't think anyone's a russian capital fan really I mean, Alexander Ovechkin plays for the Washington mm. Capitals, so I feel like that. I can understand. And Evgeny Kuznetsov and like Nicholas Backstrom. Just connects. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand being a. This this is going to be a difficult one for the FIA to kind of call, because. It's 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 where is what do you call a flag, is the argument unfortunately that they're going to have to have because if there was a square on that car in those colors then yeah you've got a you've got a flag and if you look at nikita mazepen's nationality it is not a russian flag and if he wins a race it will not be like russian like flag. where like where they have you mean yeah, like where, where they, they have, have the flag even. on yeah. his helmet or whatever does he have family in russia like yeah. It, or yeah yeah his dad's, oh, yeah, his, dad's, yeah, his dad's, dad's a russian billionaire yeah. Right, but I um, agree. I think the 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 if, like the technicalities mm. and the like legal issues. Yeah, like but that, I'm not that, being funny. It, you can't you can't really 
I don't know. You can't, I feel you like can't you wouldn't say, be able to do you know, anything about that. Like, Just because it, you put the colors on the car in that order doesn't mean it's a flag. No. Right. Yeah, and that's what I was getting at with like the, you know, Washington Capitals fan or yeah. like the the sign. I mean, like obvious. Mm. It's very obvious. But again, yeah. technicalities. Like on the actual car, like the stripes, yeah, okay, there's a bit of you know, they could just be the colors. But I'm not blatant. being funny. On the front wing when it is effectively a square yeah. and the three colors are in the order of the Russian flag, that I would say yeah, oh, that, but, that's the rush. That's the Russian flag. Like the stripes on the car that are not you see, the Bell, square. Fine. But you see, Bell, the the colors on the front logical. wing, they're not touching each other. They're separate. I don't I think our listeners want an extended conversation about what is and what, what is and isn't. Let's get into the flag. legalities of it. So, all fourteen is forty-five point three. No. Uh, yes. Hold on. Let me. <laughs> Let me just uh, pull out the Formula One rule book here. It's a lot thicker than that. I've read it. <laughs> yeah, this is actually just my Audi service manual. Jesus I hope that was a wonderful noise for our ASMR oh, yeah. listeners. It's getting good. It was really loud. Okay. No, because I listen to this on like a Tuesday morning to just go through the podcast and just listen and say it sound how we sound and think about it. Yeah. And I'm going to be driving to work quite bleary eyed on a Tuesday morning and suddenly then all of a sudden Jared speakers. just out of nowhere ASMR. Well, but then you'll be woken up by my manual hitting the ground. So you'll be fine then. <laughs> That's a very good point. That is a very good point. You'll just be driving along and you'll be like, just oh, ASMR. Bam. Should we talk about the NFL now? Yeah, we can do that. What do you and want to how? start with? Do you want to start with your rant, or do you want to start with more um, nice things? I don't us? even. I don't even know if I have the strength in me to rant anymore, Jared. Okay, well, let's do it then. I, I just. I, I need to be. So the Patriots. So to to context it, the Patriots have done <gasps> have done it. two things. Doing two things, right? Uh, they're trying to trade for Trent Brown, who's this gigantic, monstrous offensive lineman with like probably four of me would make up his left leg. Um, and then, then they've like also the elephant, like they put a helmet yeah, on an elephant. He's, they're like, go ahead. He's just a nor. I mean, you might as well just have an <laughs> elephant lie down on the field and that'd be a better offensive line than what the Patriots had last year, probably. Um, so that's why they're doing that. Cause they can't get an actual elephant. They're getting, an elephant-shaped man in Trent Brown, or trying to. And then they've also re-signed Cam Newton after he explicitly said that he did not want to come back to the Patriots. Take I, it away, Gav. I, I mean, what? Where do I start? Like, why in the entirety of the problems that we have as a team right now, which is that we don't have a reliable quarterback, because with the best one in the world, Cam Newton, he's not Okay, he was well, the MVP a couple of years ago, and he's cheap. He didn't what start. He didn't start the last like two games of the season because he was right. so bad. Yeah, um, we haven't got anyone to throw to. We haven't got anyone that runs the ball because both of our running backs are a free agency this year. And are you telling me you want to come back to the Patriots? No, I don't. I'm going to go anywhere else. And, and apart he's a fan. That, he wants to go elsewhere. Yeah. Apart from that, the rest of the team is in complete disarray. There is no defense. 
Stefan Gilmore, who is our most valuable cornerback, basically carried the defense last year. But the problem is, is that now people want him. And, you know, all you've like he's, do, good. he's good. All you've got to do is offer a, you know, oh, here's a fifth year offensive lineman with a knee that's basically made of dust. And Bill Belichick could go, fucking hell, how much can I give you for him? I'll give you two firsts and yeah. a second for that guy. Yeah. But none of it. None of it also, that's also none the of it, most energy Bill Belichick has ever demonstrated. So none of it makes yeah. sense at any point. There is nothing left there for this team. We have nothing of value to trade. If we had if we had some value and we could trade up in the draft and get someone who was worth getting that's going to make a change to the team, that he's going to change the heart of the team and you can move forward with, then that would make a difference. But we're drafting 15s. Yeah, I just, I just don't understand why. why. Why would the Patriots not go full rebuild at this point? With a, with also with a new GM. Like, well, you need, you need a new GM. You need a new... I, I think you need a new head coach, <laughs> if I'm honest. Because... Yeah, well, because Belichick, Belichick basically is the general manager as well. I couldn't even tell you who the GM of the Patriots actually is. It used to work because teams would spend 60 million billion pounds a year on a quarterback and then the rest of the team would be garbage and we had some good wide receivers, some good talent at different points of the ball and had drafted very cleverly over the past couple of years and we had a team that was continuous. Well, and Tom but, Brady didn't want $60 million a year. Tom Brady didn't want $60 million a year. But now... Cam Newton doesn't want to take a pay cut. The only reason he's come back this year is because he put himself out in the free agency market and everyone kind of went, no one really wants you, Cam. Well, yeah, because, yeah, it, nobody wants him, so he might as well come back. Yeah, he's yeah, going, nice. oh, there's, a, there's a paycheck there. Yeah. Um, he's got no one to throw to. He's got no one to run the football for him. And he's got a defense that's got more holes in it than Swiss cheese. He might as well so, run it himself. Well, and even when he does run it himself, all the, all somebody needs to do is just go for his kneecap, and that's dust as well. Just I think the reason, the reason, if we're yeah. honest, that Cam Newton did so well in his initial years in the in the league was because he came into every single game, and every defensive coordinator went, "What the quarterback can run? What are we meant to do with that?" And then they had a scramble for a couple of years where Cam Newton destroyed them. They've now figured it out. They've figured it out with players that are better than him. He, yes, okay. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, uh, yes, he was the highest scoring quarterback in all of like football. He did the most running it into the end zone. But what's yeah, it was an MVP a couple of years ago, 2015, yeah. right? But that's that was that was almost five. That was more than five years ago, Jared. What what's there? And why is the biggest off season move we're making for an offensive tackle? Why? Where is the? thing that he's going to revitalize the team and it's not as if there's not free agency talent out there there is bundles of free agency talent the bundles of wide receivers there's bundles of running backs there is bundles of people that you could bring into the team and do well but the problem is he doesn't want to spend any money for some unknown reason well i do wonder if this is the toronto maple leaf syndrome where nobody wants to actually commit to rebuilding the patriots yet um, because, well, because what here, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this mm. when Brian Burke 
first joined Sportsnet, he came out and he was formerly the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. He Mm. came out and said, I didn't have the guts to rebuild the Maple Leafs. And I mean, first of all, to hear that from a a former general manager of your team, Mm. you didn't have the guts to do what needed to be done. Why, Why were you hired in the first place, right? I feel like the Patriots may be starting to suffer from that as well, where nobody wants to fully rebuild them because their legacy has been so massive after Brady and nobody wants to no nobody is brave enough to commit to the full pain of, you know, five plus years. It's going to have to happen for the Patriots because they, they have nothing. They have nothing in the wings. They have nothing currently like you, you yeah. need to build up a prospect pool to do what actually what, what happened to the Toronto Blue Jays. The Blue Jays went on a little run in 2015-16, and then new management came in and blew the whole thing up and built up one of the top prospect pools in baseball. And now they're starting to become successful again five years later. I mean, it's all right, because when Tom Brady retires in 35 years, mm-hmm. um, he'll end up coaching <laughs> the Patriots, and then he'll oh, just buy them. And, and, then, and then everybody gets a deflated ball to use, and, and we'll win. We'll not have this argument. Um, the one <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm a Pats fan, too, man. As the oh, football that's my, uh, on my piano there. My, my cousin used to play for the Pats, uh, Mike Rabel. Uh, so did yeah. Bill Belichick just find him on his walk home, like saw a guy, chucked a cabbage, caught the cabbage down like the grocery aisle and went, oh, wide receiver. Because that's that's Bill Belichick's like wide receiver and well, tight end. Rabel, Rabel yeah. was what, a defensive back? Tight end. Tight end. So, yeah. so, what he did, so what he did there, Belichick threw a cabbage at another man and Rabel yeah. decked him. <laughs> and he went, oh, yeah, I'll have that guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, if, if, as another Patriots fan, I'll ask you a question. So Cam Newton was the second worst passing quarterback in the league last year. Who do you think he beat? This implies oh, that this implies that Sean Sennett knows quarterbacks. I don't know in the anything NFL. about that. I don't know anything about that. Like I don't know. I don't know. Like a lot of players. One person. That, so we've re-signed this guy. The one person right. that he beat was Carson Wentz. Yeah, dude, I've never even heard of that guy. Just the guy from the Eagles that throws it to the other team. <laughs> he does. He did that quite a lot last year. That's why they got rid of him. Yeah, Carson Wentz has got more yards throwing it to the other team than he has to throwing it to his own team. Do you did did you watch the Super Bowl where the Eagles were in it? Do you remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was Nick Foles that played that game. Big Dick Nick as he became known, right? And that's because Carson Wentz was injured. Nick Foles came in and won them a Super Bowl. Because Nick Foles is actually better than Carson Wentz, even though Carson Wentz is getting paid like $28 million. It's too much. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. are we are we really thinking that the Patriots are going to turn around a 7-9 and nine season? No, it's, 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 it's actually just going to get worse. Worse. And it, it should get worse. They need it to get worse because you can't afford to keep drafting 15th overall with Cam Newton as your starting quarterback. It so hurts. it hurts me deeply. Um, I want it to doesn't hurt me at all. I'm sorry. There's things that I look at and go, oh, we could have had that. 
Yeah, but you drafted eight offensive linemen in the first round. You just look at Odell running on a treadmill and gun. We could have had him with Tom Brady. That's okay. This is how I feel as a Red Wings fan when we had Kenny Holland as our GM. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that too. Don't worry. That's um, gonna... Something that Speaking... I really, something I really wanted at the end of this year, like obviously after the whole Belichick Brady breakup, was like just um, Belichick turning up to Tom Brady's house with like a bouquet of flowers, just like I've changed. Outside his window. Except, except it would be it would be Brady. It's, it would be Belichick knocking on the door. Brady opens it and he goes, "Oh, hey, Bill." And Bill goes, "Hi, Tom. I'd uh, <laughs> I'd just really like you to know that um, I've changed." Wait, and, are we all uh, in agreement? Are we all in agreement? I got you. I I got you these flowers, and um, so um, it would be uh, yeah. and on my way the flowers, would, uh, I found a new wide receiver for you. Yeah, um, I've got I got John over here who's uh, really good at catching cabbages, and I'd like Brady to come back to my team. Brady. Brady's what? Sorry. So you know there was that conversation of who's made the right move. Has, has Tom Brady made the right move to, to go, yeah. or Bill Belichick made the move? Brady's lost and won a freaking Super Bowl. I think it's clear who's made the right yeah. choice. Yeah, I think I think I think Brady definitely made. I the think right he might have. I think he might have picked right. When he, he, went, goes, he went to a lesson par team, somehow managed to get Gronk out of retirement. Yeah, out of the WWE. Led the team to the Super Bowl to get his seven ring. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Also, because also Gronk in WWE would have gone really well for him and all of the brain injuries he's already suffered. Maybe that's oh, why he right. went to the WWE. He just didn't know what he was doing. Do any of them? It's the fact that Bill turned around and went, oh, like, I'll see you next year. And Gronk was like, nah. And Brady was like, hey, Gronk, like my team? And he's like, yeah, sure, all right. Okay. I could, I could go back to it's reaching up and grabbing the ball for you. Gronk, Gronk just walking Gronk, through football people. in Florida? Yes, Gronk, catch football in Florida. <laughs> okay. Gronk, catch football in Florida. Yeah. Yay! And they're going to do it again in 2021-22 because Brady is back yeah. with the Bucks. Yeah, I, I honestly, yeah, I bet. And I don't think there's anything else to say to that other than... If he's yeah. not still hung over from his boat party. But... <laughs> he was massively was lit. I'm sorry, but the if you, if you won your seventh Super Bowl... If I had just won my seventh Super Bowl, like someone walked up and went, hey, Gavin, I know you just finished your shift at the wheelchair place, but here's a seventh Super Bowl. I'd be so drunk I couldn't see. You try to throw the Lombardi trophy across a channel to your buddy. And, that would have, that would Gavin, that would have been you if we had won the lacrosse championship at Hertfordshire. I would have had to have escorted you home. How do you pronounce Hertfordshire? Let's not get into pronunciations of things, please. You've been pronouncing it like, like that. It's a sports podcast. Hertfordshire. Her oh, yeah, Hertfordshire. There you go. That's how it's spelled. It's about sports, not pronunciation, not the Bible, not Jared's strain. Oh, has Gavin been muted again? I don't like this power that the producer has. Oh, no. It's a little bit too much, I think. Jared, yeah, Gavin was put in mute jail. You cannot mute yourself. 
No, he's he's upset. not going to do it now because he's unhappy. He's raging. Uh -oh. See, look at him. Look at him sad now. He's he's planning. He's planning. Yeah, now he's oh. plotting. <laughs> F you. <laughs> Foo? I don't get Foo, it. Foo bar. Okay, the last. How do you how do you, do you pronounce it? How do you pronounce that? Foo bar. I've realized it was inverted. You know, it's an acronym. The okay, the last thing that we'll chat about in the NFL before we get on to some hockey stuff, so that Sean can participate more. Oh, this is great. I'm um, just adding comedic value to this. Exactly. Dak Prescott also signed a contract. It's forty million dollars against the cap for the next what is it four years, and he's guaranteed seventy-five million dollars at day one of training camp. Oops. this year um that's because dak prescott went to the dallas cowboys and went see what happened when i blew my knee out you guys were ass pay Stop. me lots of money so that i can be the team again because that's what i was last year before well, i died franchise tag him again and he turned around and went if you franchise tag me again i'm not going to play yes and they so went oh, okay which is a really bad precedent to set with your quarterback, which if they say they're not going to do something. And we should, we should go into franchise tagging at some point in the summer because it's like, I don't understand the whole purpose of a franchise tag. Anyways, half the time they just hand it to some defensive tackle that nobody's heard of because they're like, eh, well, here you go. Like, I don't, I don't understand it at all. We won't get into it now, but because I want to look, I want to read into it more, but it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like I want to be like no information and completely not understanding it, but talk about it anyway. So yeah, well, for to to give Sean an example. So basically, a franchise tag is like this is the guy that we want to hang on to forever, and like we're not trading him, we're not anything. But it would this be guy like is our brand, basically. Yeah, but it would be like the Detroit Red Wings franchise tagging Philip Chronic. Yeah, and you just go. He's a second pair defenseman on an ass team. What? Right. Is right. Right. Like it just it just it doesn't make sense at all. This whole franchise tag garbage. But anyways, we can talk a bit about the NHL now. I sent you all the highlights of the Leafs game last night. I was against the Winnipeg Jets. The Leafs snapped a three-game losing streak with that win. Um, and it was one of the best games of the season for the Leafs against the Jets and Connor Hellebuck, who were both fantastic. The Leafs high danger. Well, the Leafs outchanced them, I think it was 42-9 to nine at the end of the game. And, but the two of you were very unimpressed with the highlights. It was boring. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed like a typical game. Yeah. I mean... It just seemed like an everyday thing. Which is wild well to me. But well done. I guess I guess that's what happens when you only watch highlights and not the full game. Yeah. But I don't... I, exactly. if, if the highlights aren't that interesting, surely those are the most interesting bits of the game. But that was when they said Formula One had a problem. If you can condense a 90-minute race into 10 minutes, maybe the sport isn't that interesting. But... I mean, looking at well, this, those are also probably the time restraint. You don't yeah. want to have a highlight pack that's 18 minutes long because nobody's going to watch that. I mean, nine minutes for nine know, minutes is still a long, long time. Game is is a lot. 
of yeah. highlights. It, it doesn't really looking at the stats. It doesn't really see that much. Seem like much happened. I mean, like exciting game. The Leafs you know had thirty nine shots on net. Overtime, nothing happened. Four <laughs> three with a with a sick Matthews goal. Oh my god! Like that. That Matthews goal. Of course he did. He's got three goals in two games after not having a goal in five. It's it's Austin the expectation Matthews. And it's just he scores. Yeah. Yeah, when they need him to score. That's literally But it was every single game where he plays the wings, it's he does something phenomenal and I cry inside because I gotta listen to all these Leaf fans who are in the building. Just go crazy for this dude, and uh, it's it's annoying. I do I do have something to say to Lee fans though. Is that like why are you From why are you fan. getting so defensive about your team when you're in an opponent's building and they cheer when something bad happened to a member of your team? As yeah, the yeah, like so. So you know Nicholas Cronwell, right? Massive hitter on the on the wings, right? They, they so, totally know who that is. It was it was either it was either Cronwall or DeKaiser. And I was at a probably, game. It was probably DeKaiser because Cronwall was like eighty five when Marner started playing for the Leafs. <laughs> He's still making great plays. Um, but anyway, Marner was going around the net and DeKaiser like flattened him. And I mean, Marner is he's my size. Like he's yeah, he's smaller than me. And so I'm sitting he's there. Six I'm foot, like, 165 pounds. Like he's my size, but he's pure right. muscle. So I, right. He amazing hit, clean, stood up. I went absolutely nuts. I was like, this is amazing. I sat back down and I was like, man, that kid's tiny, cannot take a hit. And I'm like, like he obviously did take the hit, but I mean, he, he ended up getting off the ice. And uh, this guy behind me, he was a Leafs fan or is in front of me. He's a Leafs fan. He turned around and he's like, what, why don't you do it? Why don't you go take a hit like that? And I was like, what do you, I have taken hits like that. Why? What do you mean? Like, it's also, you're in our building. And of course I'm going to cheer when your dude gets hit. He's also an integral part of your team. What are you talking about? Don't, don't get mad at me. <laughs> See, all We're I feel the, the only, the only like best response to that would be was if you literally just went, okay, walked down, jumped the barrier and then went, hit me, <laughs> hit me. And then just walked back <laughs> hit up. Me. And went, hit me, hit me. I, I never understand that. I, I will never Just understand. You right. You're, you're not allowed to have an opinion about it unless you can do it. Mm. And it's like, but you cheer for Matthews. Like, are you saying you can't cheer unless you can do that? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. You can't cheer. Can... You can't criticize. Like, you can't have any opinion on anything unless you can actually okay, do so the thing. So unless you can score, like, an amazing goal, you can't cheer. Unless you can do that same amazing goal. That's the same kind of logic. Yeah. If I mean, you don't get like that. Angle... Like, just be... Just be there. Enjoy the sport. You know they're on and off. They have, are allowed to support the team against your team. Unless you can life. dangle four players out of every single piece of clothing they've ever worn in their entire lives, and score the most amazing backhand goal you've ever seen, you're not allowed to enjoy it because you can't do surely, it. Surely the reason that you both were at the game was to watch people that were good at hockey, because no one has ever gone. And like, imagine if that was the game, right? So you turned up, you bought a ticket and then they went, right, we need that guy from the stands, that guy from the stands, that guy from the stands and that guy from the stands. You're the starting lineup. Yeah, and good luck. Reasonably interesting. There you go. <laughs> but that's not why we're there. We're there to watch people that are great at the game. That are better than us. And contest it. 
the whole thing about the hit and stuff like that. If you if if your guy took a hit and went down, and the guy that was in front of you then went, uh, your guy's just taken a hit. You'd go, yeah, he, he did. He's now <laughs> got up, hit it off. Probably was quite Roger, a Roger that brother. Like, <laughs> good job. Right. Good job, man. So there's 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 been this here. I'll I'll bounce this off you, Sean, because mm-hmm. we actually discussed this a little bit in private last night or have done so. There's been the whole discussion <laughs> over, the, over last. the last couple of months about the Canadian division. Specifically, I mean the way the divisions are divvied up in general, but specifically yeah. the Canadian division how the Leafs are basically steamrolling the whole division. Despite a three-game losing streak, they're still five points up on the second-place team. And that the Leafs are only steamrolling the division because the rest of it is crap, and it's actually not that great of a division as a whole, and it's not that interesting now because all the Canadian teams are just playing each other, and whoop-de-hooray, nobody cares anymore. As if nobody's ever seen the Battle of Alberta, but all right, right yeah. So one of the most exciting things you can watch in the NHL: Battle of Alberta, and, and, Battle of Ontario. When it was good, I, yeah. I would like for Ottawa. Yeah. I mean, to be with good that again. with that Ottawa comeback that yeah. against the Leafs. Oh is boy, that, is that is that one of those games where there is just a different atmosphere in the air? Like it's, it's just like it's, when it's, it's like a like rival. England yeah. plays Scotland in rugby. I'm, I'm, see, the, the bigger one in the UK is we have a rugby game every year, which is a charity rugby game, but it is between the U- it's between the UK Army and the UK Navy. Okay, yeah. So oh, it's like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Where they that just sounds like it'd be a mutilate game. each other for 90 oh, minutes. It's, it's, it's rugby at its purest form, which is just a bunch of large men smashing the living daylights out of each other. Yeah, fuel... And- Fueled by fueled by competition that has been going. The beer's forever. free as well. It's beautiful. Forever. That's that's, that's beautiful. the Battle of Alberta in a nutshell. That's what we need more of. Yeah. Is, it's like Hearts versus Bedfordshire, but, but we don't but go against Bedfordshire. Sean, you Sean, you don't want the Canadian division to continue. Well, I mean, it, it's not about the terms of like in terms of excitement of the the division. I, I just think that like. I don't know, we talked a little bit about how, you know, viewership is down and how things have become a little more localized with these games just because it's so, like, they're, they're so close to home, no matter where you're from. Um, and it kind of leads to viewership issues, and you don't have, like, any kind of exposure to other teams, uh, their networks, things like that. And so, like, Especially with the gets... region locks. Well, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, and and like it just becomes an issue. And like I'm, I know about region locks because I'm a Wings fan, and so I can't watch the Wings even though I'm like 20 minutes away from where they play. Um, But you're in Ontario, so you have to watch the Maple Leafs, right? Even though we get American news from Detroit. How are the um, How are the Red Wings doing at the moment, Sean? I don't want to talk. Not yeah. Don't don't ask me about that. I I I don't want to talk about it. But you beat the lightning last night. Oh, stop it! You're in my brain again. Yeah, honestly, I. Well, you all, they almost get, they almost yeah, choked it away though. Well, they didn't though. They're not the Maple they Leafs. They did it. That's fair. Um. 
But uh, yeah, no, I was, it was really surprised actually. Larkin had uh, a nice little. They called it a tip in. I don't know if I'd call it a tip in. The pass from the uh, the corner out front, and he he took a nice little snapshot. So it was kind of did one of those. Interesting. Yeah, he still shot it. Yeah. It wasn't like he moved the moved the stick and it hit it. But uh, no, that's great. Um, so pumped about Glenn Denning having such a high faceoff percentage, like the highest in the in the league. This is, but he's got this, a sixty-seven percent. Uh, this is, this is what Wings win. fans have to be excited about. This is, is all Luke we have. Glenn yeah, Denning being I the mean, faceoff leader, and, and I'm excited about Jonathan Bernier. To be honest, like he's had some fantastic games uh, this year. Grice has played well. Former Toronto Grice Maple Leaf goaltender Jonathan Bernier. Right, which is kind of funny because in you know you have Carolina that's got James Reimer. And then you got Peter Mrazek, and it's like, ooh, the Leaf wing goalie uh, how's moving his, around how's, is, is kind of funny. How's his goal percentage o- over the year? Because um, I've seen his name because he was the only goalie that played last night. Um, it, it is a, a, a 909. Which yeah, is, no, it's, 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 not, it's not good. But the, the issue, I, I don't think it lies within the goalie when you, when you look at the wings. The, well, yeah, their yeah, yeah. De- defense... Like the amount of depth they have on the team is um, yeah the the, the wings have the wings have two point five NHL caliber defensemen out of six. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I was I was just poking fun to try and wind you up because that's who I am as a person. Um, but we terrible person, really. Yeah, terrible human being. I, me and Jared both had. The, I like doing that to Jared too. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, every, um, everybody loves ganging up on my, me. It's fun. My favorite my, my favorite thing to do is send him something and express an opinion about it. And then about 20 minutes later, when he's completely argued himself out, completely changed my opinion. Because it oh, just yeah, doesn't know what to do. His little head explodes. Um, yeah, but me, me, and him both, yeah, me and him both got a chance to play in goalie, goalie and lacrosse, which is a very similar kind of sport. It's a high shot on goal thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even the best goalies in lacrosse are only at a kind of a, a 60% save ratio. Like if you're, if you're in the, if you're in, the high 50s to the 60s you're playing for a national level team if not the nation's team and because i mean these shots are they're coming from everywhere you're not just looking at you know from down on the ice you're you're looking at up top because you're by six foot goal and people can ping you from wherever if you you know at a certain point the amount of shots is like one's going to go in you know it's just it's just going to happen if your guy's facing 44 shots Four going in. Okay, it's not great. You'd probably like it to be two, but with the best That's one still in the world, a pretty good save percentage, I mean, though. Right. With the best will in the world, forty-four shots have come at him. Mm-hmm. What I what I will right. say is that nine oh nine is actually looking like more league average. Like the league average of save percentage has gone down in the NHL. It's, it's because, about like nine fifteen right now. I think it's sitting at. I right? think it's lower. I think it's really? lower because well, nine fifteen is normally the look. average. I was taking a look the other day, and it looked like on the low end of like the top twenty-five or whatever, it was sitting at about nine, nine, twelve, nine, thirteen, nine, eleven, yeah. maybe. And that's that's I think that's up then from from earlier on in the season because we like scoring is up basically throughout the NHL. Scoring is up, especially in the Canadian division, and that's another reason why people are like, "Oh, the Canadian division actually kind of sucks." It's like, well, there's actually like five of the top tier scoring talents all in the Canadian division. <coughs> so 
Maybe that's why scoring's up because they keep playing the same goaltenders and they just go, oh, well, if I shoot, you know, low blocker on Frederick Anderson, it's going to go in. So I'm going to just peg that. And my name's Connor McDavid. So I'm sick. So I'm going to hit that more often than not now. Right. And you can't just say the Canadian division's bad because you got Ottawa in there too, you know? Matt Murray's well, yeah, a I mean, terrible de- year. Well, yeah, and I mean, Detroit's in the Central Division. Every team has horrible teams as well. Everybody's right. just arguing that of of the Canadian teams, the Leafs are really the only contender. Like, that have a chance of actually going deep in the playoffs. Because, yeah, I mean, look at... The same conversation we, if they we've any- gotten to the second half of the season, though. I know. Who knows what could happen? And that is fair point. But if you look at the Western division, you've got Vegas, Colorado, um, you know, so that's at least two contenders there in the East division. You've got New York, Boston. And I mean, the Islanders, not the Rangers, Boston, Pittsburgh, Washington, all contenders in the central division. You've got Tampa Bay, Florida is apparently a contender. They're doing quite well right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah, it is. Especially they're used to Bob- playing, especially because Bobrovsky's still not playing that great, right? But they're used to playing in front of zero fans, so it doesn't matter where they go. Right. I think yeah, they have they the just, advantage. They just know <laughs> now, and actually, Florida's opening up to fans, so it, they might start matter. sucking. They'll have again. the exact same amount uh, of fans that they had during the pandemic. Well, I mean, true. we're still yeah. in the pandemic. Sorry, during Florida's pandemic, we'll mm-hmm. say. That's because that's what I want to do when I'm in either Florida or Vegas is I want to go and watch a hockey game. I mean, if you're Canadian, it makes sense. In Vegas, I would love to go and get absolutely smashed, win a thousand bucks, lose 500. I don't know. And then go to a Vegas game, I think would be sweet. And you're just obliterated out of your mind at a hockey game. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the only thing is the way their taxes work there. I think it's only sales tax that applies mm-hmm. uh, anywhere. So I wonder. I wonder what that looks like when you go to buy like merch or or food there. I wonder what that sales tax looks like. I don't know, but what I do That's know is that money? players like, get a players get a huge deal when they go to Vegas. That's why Vegas has been able to attract all of these big names. Right. I know Bell wants to yeah. say something at some point though. Yeah, I was just going on because I was interested. And you're right, Jared, the average has dropped 0.906. In the league right now? Yep, for this yeah. season. I thought wow. so. Yeah, yeah. so like sco- scoring scoring is up around the league. McDavid single-handedly <laughs> dropped the same. Well, McDavid, McDavid Dreisaitl, <laughs> and Matthews have all done that. Um, just looking over this whole kind of the Canadian league is weaker. Now, I'm just, this is just looking at the law of averages and stuff like that. If you give it a scan over the four leagues, yes, okay, the Maple Leafs have got the biggest win to loss percentage, but it's not by a massive amount. And the losers are still, you know, the losers are still losing by the same amount in every single league. I think you over the Leafs, the Jets and the Oilers who are the only team uh, and the Canadians which are the only four teams that have got a winning record I think that either the Leafs are just off to a faster start or maybe this bit of their schedule has been easier but if you look in the West Division I mean the Golden Knights are 16-6 and it's not a massive difference in the East the Islanders are 17-6 and so that's only two games away from what the Leafs are 
and then the Hurricanes are nineteen and six, which is yeah, the Hurricanes are sick this year, man. Yeah, but that's only that's only yeah. one behind. There's there's Detroit giving up a sick goaltender. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Kenny. But then I mean, going along, standing them, standing along on the worst at the moment. Unfortunately, I apologize for this one. The ring, the Red Wings are eight and sixteen. Yeah, they're terrible. Sabers are six, yeah, the Sabers are six and uh, you know six and fifteen. The Sharks are nine and eleven. Which okay, fine. That's actually pretty good yeah, for them. Yeah, the Senators are nine and nineteen. So there's not really that big a difference over the four leagues. So. I think you might get a little bit of a different playing style. So you might find the Canadian side of the border play a faster pace of hockey, which means you've got a higher goal scoring. But it's not massively enough where myself as someone that doesn't really pay that much attention can go, oh, this is an easy league. Well, now let's, speaking of... I mean, we'd, we'd like to pay more attention if um, Canada would like to run games at a time that the UK could watch it because a lot of people in the UK would like to watch it. Well, we do have afternoon games on weekends. There are afternoon games on weekends sometimes, but not too often. Yeah, but are they actually like broadcast over normal channels? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should be able to get... I'll I'll, I'll try and find you you stuff to watch on (laughs) on a Saturday afternoon. I have no interest in football. I don't know why it's our national sport, aside from rugby. It's really terrible. I was going to say, Gavin was going to shoot me a day. Look there if I didn't say rugby, but I don't get it. It's about, you get six shots on goal total. Two of them go in and eight of them just go flying eight miles away from this massive 12 foot wide net. And I'm like, how did you miss that? man you're lucky if a goal happens in a game there are so many games where nothing happens and the score zero zero at the end of it yeah. it's just like well and they've played five minutes of, of extra and they played five minutes of extra time because a star player decided to roll on the ground for 25 minutes like he'd been it's shot good. in the leg oh my god did you see um the meme that was going around on social media after the um, I think it was the American soccer player, one of them, like got gashed to the head and still continued playing. And then someone bumped into Cristiano Ronaldo and he just like... The one, the one that gets me, which is all my, always my example is why I prefer like motorsports over football, is there is, a, there is a footage of Mark Marquez falling off his motorcycle at 140 mile an hour, rolling to a stop, standing up, running, getting on the back of a moped... <laughs> coming round to the garage, getting back on another bike with a broken collarbone and, and setting a full lap. Broken collarbone too, eh? Just broken. sky ground, sky ground, and sky setting, ground. Setting a, lap, setting a lap record, did you say, Gav? Yeah, right. well, that's nice. like hockey, right? Like you go, yeah. you get a puck to the mouth, you yep. know, you split open your entire lip, you get 10 yep. stitches, you knock out a few teeth, you come back on the ice with a little chin guard and you're good to go. Patrice, or, you know, you're awesome Matthews, you have a screwed up wrist and you start scoring stupid goals still like patrice bergeron won the stanley cup with a punctured lung like because he broke a rib it punctured his lung and he was like guys i can still skate it's fine i got this it's just like nah it just hurts a bit it's fine now, speak, speaking of, you know, obviously you, Gav and Bell, you're kind of newer fans to the league. Mm-hmm. Those two other clips that I sent you, one was Tom Wilson 
hitting a Boston Bruin in the head against the boards. And then the other one was this whole debacle where they reviewed a goal for if it was offside or not. This was Columbus versus Carolina, I believe. Carolina's goal was offside. It was offside. They didn't call the goal back. And when you challenge a goal, when you challenge a play as a coach, you risk getting a two-minute delay of game penalty, right? So there's a risk factor in challenging a, a, a play, which they then penalized the Columbus Blue Jackets for challenging the goal. But this was right at the end of the period. So in the intermission, the referees then went back and looked at the play again, realized that it was, in fact, offside. Um, and instead of just coming out and going... Yeah, we screwed up. Sorry, guys. They went, oh, okay, let's remove the penalty to the Blue Jackets, which had about a minute and 40, minute and like 24 seconds left in the, in the, in, in the penalty. Uh, but they left the... to review it during the intermission. It's so fucking stupid. Anyway. Sorry. But they left the goal on as well. So it's like they half-assed it, and they also half-assed it with the Tom Wilson hit. But like, um, because for me... So the Tom Wilson hit, right? When you look at that, you Which see... Which one was it, Jared, by the way? Because I'm going to quickly watch it again now. Uh, I, was the, it was this, Second the middle did, clip did I sent you, it? I think. Did you not watch it the first time? He didn't. He didn't watch it. <laughs> um, when, when, you, when you watch that hit, it's clear that Tom Wilson hits the guy's head into the boards. Yark. Pretty, it's pretty clear that that happens, Yark. right? Yeah, yeah. Makes you feel a bit sick. So the NHL's argument is that, oh, well, his head wasn't the principal point of contact. The principal point of contact was his shoulder, which then went into his head, and then his head went into the boards. So it was deemed not an illegal check to the head, but instead they decided to call it boarding, despite the fact that, Boarding has never been called in that way because boarding is usually when you throw a player who's defenseless from behind dangerously into the boards. Um, yeah, this, was, like this is the first time like any dangerous hit yeah, that it results was, in like an impact with the boards. It was tweeted that out that it was tweeted out by I think Frank Saravalli uh, that this was the first time a player had been suspended ever for boarding a guy that was facing him. Um, because boarding is always suspended when people get pushed like defenselessly when they don't see the guy into the boards, right? So the NHL somehow explained their way out of it being an illegal check to the head and made it a penalty, which it literally isn't because it's not written that way in the rule book so that they only had to give this guy seven games. And what I've heard from Elliot Friedman, Sean, and Jeff okay. Merrick is that GMs and owners in the league were conversing that if this wasn't Tom Wilson that delivered this hit, there wouldn't have even been a conversation about it. So I've just... How do you argue that, though? Like, how do you even come at it from that angle? I don't know. Sorry, anyway, Gavin, go ahead. No, no, I apologize. I don't get how this isn't. Just, I, I mean, I know he's been suspended, but how it isn't just a dangerous hit. 
Well, specifically, because specifically a dangerous hit to the head. To the head. An illegal check to the head. Because, because... Yeah, yeah, he, he's a professional skater, right? That's his job. That's what he's paid to do. And he's coming into this guy. He sees them both in the boards. He's got about 10 feet. He squares his shoulder and he brings his stick up. As a professional skater, could you not turn? I'm, I'm sure you could turn and stop in that. But no, you hit him into the boards. And then the bit for me is that you move your arms up. The arms go up. There's no, there's no two ways head. His the arms fists go up. are against his head when he pushes yeah. him into the boards. You, you basically, and the, the thing for me is that like, if you turned and you'd gone in this way and you, you'd showed some kind of effort, you tried to turn and you'd gone in this way and the stick was down and the shoulder hit first and then that goes, you can kind of go, look ref, I tried to turn, couldn't stop. And you'd kind of go, okay, well, you're still suspended for two games because you as a professional put yourself in that situation. But the stick should never be that high. Why, why is his stick above his shoulders when he's going into contact? And the other one as well is he squared himself up to him. He, he, yeah. When I am I'm shoulder square to you, I'm coming in. Right. And you bring up a good point of responsibility of the player. And I think, I think uh, defensively or offensively, whichever person is is attacking or defending defending at that moment um like a, a lot of that responsibility you know it rely it, it comes back to you mm -hmm. essentially and i talked to jared about this a lot because there there are hits for sure that happen like this where the person getting hit turns the last second or decides they're going to turtle in some way and so they get injured from that and now then you have to look at the result impacting you know the actual action as opposed to just looking at the action itself because if you're coming in and you're you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position there can only be one outcome if the offensive player can't stop or is intending to hit you in a way that he thinks is safe in the moment that he's attacking and so in like a millisecond you're not going to change that decision but like you said tom wilson comes in from he knows what's going on 100% the entire time he knows what's going on. He's a repeat offender. This is not the first time he's done something dumb like this. And so he comes in and he hits the guy, whatever principal point of contact bullshit. I don't like this because when you talk about principal point of contact, that's like, okay, well, I was aiming for his shoulder and I glided off his shoulder and smoked him in the chin. And now he's going to have, you know, CTE. Mm -hmm. Um, cool so just because you know you glided off his shoulder that's that's okay it's not principal point of contact is you smoked him in the head it's like well you still like you still smoked him in the head though you still cause severe yeah. issues here i think the thing for me is is that there is a certain point where the player that is You've obviously got a player that's engaged up against the boards and stuff like that. Now, my opinion on that would be that it is very similar to rugby, where the rule in rugby is if you go up, it is everyone else's responsibility on the field to bring you down safely. So if I jump up in the air in rugby to grab a ball and a guy comes in at knee level and takes me out and I do a flippity-doo, that's him gone because it's his job to grab my legs and bring me down safely. Once my feet are on the floor, he can do what he wants with me. But that player has got another player behind him fighting for the ball, the puck, sorry. He is defenseless, in my opinion. He is well, and the puck's actually gone the other Correct. way. But, the yeah, puck's but, gone behind him, the guy that gets he's hit. He's a defenseless player. He's 
he's not seeing what's going on. He is yeah. defenseless. Yeah. And the guy comes in from 15 feet out and goes, I'm going to ruin your day. Yeah. So one of the, one yeah. of the, go ahead, Mel. Say, to give another example from another sport in women's lacrosse, I'm, I'm not sure how the point of contact works for hockey, but in women's lacrosse, there is this pretend magic bubble around your head. And it doesn't matter if I was going for check. It doesn't matter if I was going for just a block or anything like that. If I hit the other person's head in any way, shape or form, it doesn't matter if I like absolutely ruin them or if it's just a tap it's still a head check. doesn't matter if I glanced off their shoulder and hit them. doesn't matter if like I ran all the way down from the other side of the pitch and clocked them. It's still a head check. I would still immediately get sent off because of it's, you know, I hit someone in the head. There's no dispute. So- and that's, and that's the rule in minor hockey as well. If you glance your stick off the guy's cage, you get a two minute head contact penalty. Yeah. Right. So what this what this sense. shows what what this shows on top the worst part about the tom wilson thing is that the washington capitals spoke to the referee that was in the corner watching the play and the referee went oh yeah i don't even think that was two minutes so what this does what all this does is it just continues to expose and i especially think with the divi- with the divisional format right now because referees aren't traveling across the league Referees are being centralized in divisions. So, you know, the same five, six referee teams are refereeing games only in Canada. The same teams are refereeing only in the East Division, right? So what we're getting is we're getting exposed to the, like, even more so than we have, because Sean and I have been yelling about it for years. But this year in particular, we're being exposed to the vast, inconsistent, level of what the rules of hockey are and as that's why i brought this up because because as an as a new fan to the game or a a a much more casual fan to the game how can you understand the rules from game to game if you know the referee on the ice says this wasn't even a penalty and he's suspended for seven games for boarding that's this isn't defined as boarding in the rule book so what are the rules yeah but this this leads me back to the conversation that me and you jared had before which is the rule being you know if you you've shown me the rule book that you have before and it's like three pages on what one particular thing is that needs to be shortened down you need to make it more simple the rule in rugby if you score a try is if you had downward pressure on the ball in the area of the, you know, in the end zone, so to call it. And it's very simple because when they, they go, was there downward pressure on this? You can make this, this simple. It's a dangerous hit. Did the hit at the end of the play result in any or contact of a stick to a player's face? Now, even if that is the player's face lightly being brazed by the end of the stick, Still, why is your stick? You either mean lacrosse, for your example. He gets a two minute high sticking penalty. Yeah, you go because that'll instantly deter. Because let's say, for example, you go in for a check and it goes up and it, you know, glances him on the chin or something like that. If if that's instantly a two minutes or a two game ban, players are very quickly going to learn to keep their sticks down when they're going into contact. And the other thing is, is that if a guy gets glanced in the chin by a stick, he's going to sell it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to sell it. So, you know, 
you do have to look at it and go, okay, how right. bad was that? Whatever. But let me, let me just show you, Gavin, for mm -hmm. offside in hockey, okay, there are circumstances, <laughs> like specific circumstances yeah, yeah. that offside and whatever and where the face-off is and all that crap. So the offside rule is, is, is this one page here, right? That's, this is the offside rule. Then there, oh are, <laughs> then there are 24 situations that they explain specific uh, that, instances. Yeah, sentence. Situation 13, yeah. a defending player shoots the puck out of, uh, over his defending blue line. It then deflects off another player back into the defending zone while the attacking player is in that zone result delay offside so like that's fair a puck comes out of the zone bounces off a guy goes back into the zone is it offside or not right that's an example of a situation but there's 24 for offside there's like 24 different ways you can have an offside that determine different the, factors yeah, of like whether or not it's offside. the face off is does it go back in the other zone did you purposefully put it offside? Like there's a lot of like intention stuff too of like if you have a player that's already offside and you purposefully put the puck offside and it's called changes the position of the face off. Mm -hmm. it's, like it's a lot. Another I, issue I though, just don't with know the why that book, has to be split up so much. I think the the number one thing with the NHL all hockey rules in general is interpretation by the referee is baked into the rules. So, like, they are all for subjectivity. They're, like, depending on how the referee feels about the severity of this oh, yeah. issue, you can have different penalties. And so, like, you can have Jim refereeing a game that, that sees this Tom Wilson hit that goes, I don't even think that's a penalty. And then Tommy over here goes, dude, that's a 5-10 in a game. That's yeah. he's That guy's gone, and he's going to get suspended for 10 games. So, it's like, how do you have referees that are on opposite sides of this spectrum that go through the exact same training, have the exact same department that they report to. And then you have different situations that occur in games based off of how these referees interpret the rule book. And then they, yes. they allow that though. The rules literally say like, that's cool. That's Here. cool. Like it's up to you guys. That's so stupid. Here. It's making any sense. Why do you have a rule book? If you're saying the, well, the referees can just do what you whatever like. the hell they feel like. Yes or no thing. It's a just bring it back to let's you know the entirety of the, the hockey rule book should maybe be two pages long with some diagrams because like when you look at a tripping penalty a tripping penalty is like a hundred percent called regardless of how severe or whatever the intention is it doesn't matter if your stick yeah. causes somebody to fall you're getting a tripping penalty you know, unless it's a dude running into your legs or something like that. That's it. If your stick is just there in front of you and somebody steps on it, it's like, okay, right. well. Right. You, but the, and then you, you have put yeah. your stick there. It was already there. Right. And then you have a league that says, you know, we're trying to get head checking out of the game. It's it's why they've made fighting safer. It's why they've made linesmen jump in when, when a guy's helmet falls off. They force everybody to wear visors now, you know. They're like, okay, cool. We're gonna we're gonna cut down the amount of of head trauma that we have in this game. Mm -hmm. But then they see shit like this, and they're like, whatever. Yeah, it wasn't bad. principal point of contact. Yeah, Fuck it. He didn't mean to hit him in the head because he got him in the shoulder first, and then got him in the head. Right. Here. And you're like, at one point, is like intent 
considered and then at what point is interpretation taken out the of the, fa the the so issue? the like yeah so the for, so the first the first descriptive point for every rule right this is slashing for example okay okay every time every time they describe a new foul in in the rule book a minor penalty or at the discretion of the referee a major penalty and a game misconduct shall be assessed uh, to any player who impedes or seeks to impede the progress of an opponent by slashing with her stick. So first of all, the first, yeah, point, like how do you define the severity? It's the, just first, like, the first yeah. point just goes, well, the referee gets to decide, but also it, the, the first point describing the rule does not describe the infraction. It just says, no, oh, it doesn't you can do actually this. describe what slashing Right. You have to go down. The you have to, can do what they will do what they like. You have to go down to point number three that says a slashing penalty shall be assessed to any player who swings her stick at an opponent, whether out of range or not, without actually striking her or who, on the pretext of playing the puck, makes a wild swing at the puck with the object of intimidating her opponent, which is also, by the way, never called in the NHL. So, Why is that point three? Why but but these but the this top. is the thing with this is the thing with hockey too. I mean, you look at minor hockey rules, you look at junior rules, you look at AHL rules, international rules, and then you look at NHL rules. They're completely They're all different. different. All of them. They have different definitions. So I think it'd be better to look at the NHL's definition of of but, of these these rules. But but still, like a slashing penalty <laughs> defined here is any any swing of the stick towards an opponent to intimidate yeah. or injure that you can literally do that in the NHL. You can like go to hammer down on somebody, hit the ice. They won't call it. You didn't well, do anything. You, right? you all watched the highlights of last night's game. Morgan Riley's hmm. stick is broken, is cleaven in two by the Winnipeg jet player. No, no call. Yucked it. But not slashing. I yucked it. The thing for me that, that kind of kind of ruins it for me is the whole severity bit. Because let's say, for example, we're having the conversation of the two people that, that are in that hit. So if let's say, for example, uh, I'm going to say Sean for the moment being is the guy that delivered the hit. If I go, Sean, how severe was Sean. that hit? Sorry, guys. But how severe okay. do you think the hit was? Oh, yeah, you know, Sean, you've just that. delivered that. How, how, right. how do you feel? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I didn't mean to do it. You know, I was going after his shoulder. Okay. Is so it, isn't your arm broken, though? Whatever. You know, isn't your arm broken, though? That's fine. We'll now talk to Jared, who is the receiver of that hit, who is basically in concussion protocol at this point. Jared, how did you feel about that hit? Don't talk so loud. His, his head's spinning. <laughs> Yeah. I don't remember getting hit. Severity could mean a number of things. Right. And this is the issue too, is, is the referees conversations with either team, either coaches ends up factoring into the call. There's so much which is, bias, which I find is such it. a huge issue too. Like, I'm sorry, these, these referees, like I, I like that there's chemistry between these teams, these players and the referees. There's like a cohesive unit on the ice trying to move towards like the ultimate goal of a hockey game that is is good for everybody but then as soon as there's an issue one team brings it up the other team doesn't like it and then you have these two teams that are battling each other 
between the ref's ears and you're like, okay, cool. And then you got multiple referees and they're both blind. So there's, so, there's just way too many factors. Like there's, there's way too many factors yeah. within the game what it, what and, because it it's be like, like, if you shoot the puck, if you're in your own zone and you're the defending team, you take the puck, you shoot it out of your own zone before the blue line, it's a penalty. As long as it doesn't go off anybody's stick, you get a penalty period. It doesn't matter what your intent was. It doesn't matter what you meant to do. You get a delay of game penalty because you shot it out of your zone. It's to, it's to stop people from like, you know, if you're the defending team taking the puck and just being like, yeah. yeeting it out because you want the game defend, to stop. Yeah, you've been in your defending zone for two and a half minutes and you're dead tired, so you just yuck it out of the out of the. But, but it's not like the referee goes to the bench and goes, do you think... Do you think Lars Eller meant to throw it out of the zone? Do you think he meant to do that? And then the, the coach goes, no, nah, I really don't. And then you go to the other coach, and the coach is like, don't worry about it, man. Like, don't even call the penalty. Like, that doesn't happen with those kind of things. Why is, but, why, why is the ref even... The why, ref, why are they even resting? They should just... This happens where they go to communicate with the coaches. The coaches voice their opinions on how good or not the call was or how bad the severity of the, the check or the play was. And it just factors into the... It factors into everything. It's ref, so stupid. The ref, Whether or not they're going to turn it into a major penalty or not, it's just garbage. Yeah. It's the referees trash. will chat to each other, and one ref will go, oh, well, I don't think that was a major penalty. And the other ref goes, well, I do think it was a major penalty. And then they'll go to the coach, and they'll be like, we're thinking of calling a major penalty on this. And the coach will go, yeah, no, don't do that. And then they go to the other Why coach, they and they're like, well, we're thinking coach. of calling a major penalty on this. And the other coach goes, well, yeah, absolutely. You, in They injured my player. Why would you not call a major penalty? And then more more often than not, because the NHL hates actually holding players accountable for what they do, they'll probably bump it down to, to a minor penalty. Why are they consulting the coaches? Like, obviously, so, everyone's going to be biased towards their own team. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you're trying to find a middle ground by talking to all these people. Just just call what you... You're never, you're never going to find a middle ground. You're always going to have one team that thinks you're wrong and one team that thinks you're right, depending on what you're calling. We, right. It's like, in like, the NHL, you can be in front of the net, you can cross-check a guy in the chin, bleeding. Get away and with that's, it. And that's a minor penalty. Why is that a minor penalty? Like in the well, rule so, book, well, if you draw Ron, blood, major penalty automatically. Right. And it depends on who's refereeing the game. If you got a younger yeah. referee, you would probably have have that guy tossed out of the game. But because it, 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 it depends on who's refereeing the game, right? Like a, a, a prime example: the so the Maple Leafs had a three-game series against the Edmonton Oilers last week. The first game of that three-game series, there was one penalty called in the entire game. The entire NA, the entire game of NHL hockey, one penalty. The next game, two nights later, 12. 12 but, penalties yeah, well, that's, called. But that's another thing. They're, they're calling like phantom things too in this league now. Like it's at the point where like anything could be a penalty right. or anything could not be a penalty. And so and you sit love... here and you go, what am I watching? I'm, I'm, I've been, you know, I'm a hockey fan. I've been watching hockey my entire life. Been playing since I was three years old. And I don't want to watch the NHL anymore. Like I do not want to watch these stupid referees. And like, sorry, but that it, it's because it's because you don't know it's what ridiculous, the rules are. man. Because you're sitting here and you're like, okay, so what the fuck's happening? 
Like, you see some guy get absolutely obliterated, does not have the puck whatsoever, and you're like, ah, oh, they ran into each other. It's fine. And then but, another game, they call it, and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, but it comes back to something that you just need to make it... it for me, if you can't explain that rule in a 10-second infographic while the while the players have a drink of water, it's pointless. The rule Somebody walk by with a chart. Yeah, the rule on rugby, <laughs> the rule in rugby about blood on the field could be translated to quite easily to hockey. The rule in rugby is if you're bleeding, you're not allowed on the field. And the last person to hit you, even if, and it did happen, a player was shoved, got a nosebleed, the last player to touch you is the player that was implicated in causing you that harm, he's out of the game. So you- See, this would incense hockey fans. <laughs> Any NHL fan would be incensed by that because oh, yeah, that would cause... mean Austin Matthews, if he touched somebody and the guy started bleeding out of his nose and the Leafs had a chance to win the Stanley Cup and you threw out Austin Matthews, that you just took away their chance of winning, period. Well, the also... To every NHL what fan. I what I enjoy it's as the well. the most important thing is keeping the game safe. What, I, that, what I enjoy. Right? That's what they pretend. Is. That's what they pretend to do. Yeah. But like, and this is this is kind of like the the. I'm kind of in the middle here too because I I don't like that. I don't like that rule, and I think the NHL having the the ability to replay penalties and assess what shall be a major or minor penalty is fantastic because then you can see what actually happened to each individual player. And so like Timothy gets a nosebleed five minutes after, you know, DeKaiser lays him out, then you can see that there was no correlation between what happened and you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't and penalize instance, somebody wouldn't... if there's no correlation. Yeah. Right. But the thing is it needs to be way more clear what is a penalty and what's not, what is a major penalty and what's not, and the the department the depart- department of officiating needs to do something like there's no um, cohesive yeah. like yeah. no and nobody's on the same plane here like we have guys that are here we have guys that are here and dudes that are like in the middle ground it it's I'm gonna I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rain it oh. I'm gonna rain it in now I'm gonna rain it in because we it's do have a, we do have a couple other things Can I to make move my on point? to all right Bell make your point I'll make a final point and we'll move on <laughs> go ahead Bell. I was going to say, there needs to be black and white rules. So as yes. a referee of women's lacrosse, there, the rule for... In which there are too many rules. Here we go. Okay, so... Imagine <laughs> I'm holding a finger up at you, Jared. I will let you imagine which one that is. I just um, want the girls to just destroy each other, I think. That's why. I've got to be honest, Wait. I played yeah, men's yeah, yeah. for two years, and at one point a ref went, that's against the rules, and I went, there's rules in this game? <laughs> Right, I'm just going to move all of you so I can actually make my point. <laughs> like with head checking, it specifically says if your stick or any part of your stick hits another girl's head, it is an immediate yellow card. There is no discrepancies or anything. As a rep, you have to give a yellow card if it hits the head in any way, shape, or form. That would and be a high stick penalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but after that, it says you know. But depending on the severity of the hit. It is down to the discretion of the referee to possibly give a yellow red card and send them off. So if I see a girl who's just head check someone, they've gone for a check and it's just hit them. Common sense would be, you know, you didn't mean it, but I have to give you a yellow card. You've got to sit out for two minutes because it hit the head. If I see someone absolutely wham a girl out of existence into like the next century, I'm going to go, 
yeah, that's a yellow red card. You're you're done. Bye bye. That's the thing with the blood rule is that if, as you said, Timmy five minutes ago was touched by Zach and now he's got a nosebleed, then the ref looks at it and goes, "Well, there's no real correlation there." But if I, you know, if I hit Jared in front of the in, up against the board, and my my stick hits him in the chin and he starts bleeding. You go, "Well, you caused that." Yeah. Yeah, but the rule needs to be that. So there is a thing to be a correlation between right, the two rain events. Rain it in. We're, like, we're going to move on. Here's what I, I will just say. This is uh, my solution. And, and then we'll move on. Okay. There is always a backup official at every single NHL game in case one of them gets injured. God forbid. This guy apparently just sits on his thumbs for three hours and does nothing. Why? Why is he not the fifth official in a booth watching stuff going, oh, guys. That would be um, logical, Jared. You know, instead of going to the coaches who are completely biased towards their own teams, why would you go to another official to discuss So you could have this guy in the booth. Buddy makes a penalty. They take the guy to the – Buddy calls a penalty. They take the guy to the box. And then the fifth official watches the replay – and radios down to his mates and goes, uh, guys, uh, yeah, that, no, that was actually his up. own teammate stick that got him. So that shouldn't be a penalty. Can you just have the face off at center ice right. and, and, and take the guy out of the box and, and, and don't worry about it. Yeah, right. you know? Like at least give that guy something to do instead of just pick his nose for three hours. Um, that's been happening in professional rugby for the past 10 years. It's yeah, not that difficult. That's my the coaches solution. Coaches don't consult the like, head coaches on penalties. Going, yeah. do you think he meant to put that person under concussion? You know, the only time you talk to the that. coaches, the only time you talk to the coaches is when you've already made a final decision. You go to them and go, yeah. "This is what we've done." That's yeah. it. This is the decision. Yeah. It's not Argue changing. About it all you Just want. letting you know. Yeah. Argue about it all you want. That's it. That's what we're doing. Right. Um, before we move on to the quiz, I just have to announce a couple of women's hockey things. PWHPA played in Chicago last weekend. Is another week is a weekend sweep for uh, the New Hampshire team, uh, the hometown team that time. Kendall Coyne Schofield getting a couple of goals once uh, again on her home rink uh, at the United Center, where the Chicago Blackhawks usually play. Um, another fantastic weekend for the PWHPA. I'm excited to hopefully. Uh, I think they're taking a hiatus because uh, the uh, the Canadian players have already started to uh, centralize for um, the world championships in Nova Scotia. Whereas the, uh, the Americans I think are going to start to do that in, in, in a couple of, couple of weeks, perhaps. Um, the other news is that the NWHL is coming back at the end of March. I believe it's March 24th. They're going to start up again with their championship after the debacle that they had, the just mess that they had in January. They're going to hopefully redeem themselves. I just hope they do it properly this time, but they are coming back. So uh, big positive news for women's hockey on all, on, on, on all fronts. Um, NWHL coming back, PWHPA going strong, and the women's world championships will be in Nova Scotia in May. Now, Gavin, Yarp. to your quiz, sir. Right. This is the longest the podcast ever. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I gotta show. go. I gotta go at four because I gotta. I gotta do another. 
I got like an Instagram live stream thing I'm hoping. Yeah, and I, I would like to use the washroom at some point. But... You got a cup next to you. Yeah, I, yeah. you're fine. I mean, you've got a point, but... I will start the quiz when everyone is ready. I've locked everything. Yep. So Go. This, is a, this is a general quiz about strange and weird things that have happened in motorsport history. Um, the first portion of the quiz will be a bunch of strange things from motorsport, which Annabelle and Jared should know because I've discussed it at length. Um, good luck. Um, because, uh, yeah, okay. Um, I think reasons. we'll just get right into it. So, uh, okay. Fair warning. There's only 20 questions and 20 seconds per question. How much do you listen to Gavin a quiz? Quiz. Not very much. So the bricks were removed from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and they were given to other race circuits. How many other race circuits now have bricks at their start line? Damn. Oh, you so, get four two, eh? Yeah. There is only one. Um and it was the Goodwood Hill Climb. Because they were the only people that accepted the bricks. Everyone else <laughs> Nobody said Nobody else no. wanted it. No one else wanted them. Nice. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. Which is a bit ridiculous because, you know, history and all that. They couldn't even sell them. Did they not try and eBay them? No, they didn't. I'm pretty sure there'd be motor fans out there who would want them. They, uh, they yeah, couldn't 20, even sell them. 20,000 a brick. Let's go. Okay. Well, so, I'd have to do. There's nowhere to put this where it's not in the way. So, Bell, he's currently leading. Um, should know. Just so, you're, just so you're aware, Jared, I wanted the nickname Glitter Tits, but I think it clicked on to that I mentioned a bad word and it decided that I would have this name instead. Disappointing. I know, right? Put this out of the way. Okay, so next. True or false? In oh, 2018... The Bathurst 12 hour endurance race was stopped by a kangaroo. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Nice. Did you mean to put the photo? Did you mean to put the photo kangaroos in in front of cars or because that's been photoshopped. That's not the actual picture. I was about to say ruse. Yeah, so in 2018, 10 hours into this race, they had to stop the race for 45 minutes to remove a kangaroo. I mean, they're lethal. Like... Had it been run over? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> a kangaroo weighs, I didn't realise this until I researched this, a kangaroo can weigh 60 kilos. Yeah, they're freaking so if, Yeah, like... we, Sean and I understand what that means. Uh, about... Hedge, built like a... No, you probably wouldn't understand that saying either. What, really like well built. Seventy pounds. Uh, 160? They can be like six foot tall as well. They're scary fuckers. Yeah, they're basically humans. They're just me. Okay. Um, they're, they're humans with me. with big legs. Yeah. Bell's running away with this at the moment. Um, pick it up, Thank Jared. You. Quiz. My favourites. So, this car raced at the nineteen seventy one. Le Mans 24 hours. What was it called? I really hope I get this. Damn yeah. it. 
in that car if I didn't get that. Oh, I, I would leave this quiz. So that's, um, that's unfortunately the lamest of the names. It is yeah. the lamest of the names. I like Bratwurst. I like the Flying Porky. The fly, whoever went for the Flying Porky obviously gets my sense of humour. Yes, um, so basically, me. Mons turned around and said that you could no longer, as a manufacturer, just put your own name down the side of the car. Um, so they needed to find a sponsor for the car. So the uh, German Porsche factory has a specialist sausage butcher that makes all the sausages for their dinner he sponsored the car so the car is decorated as a pig would be cut up so it was called pink pig i mean it should have been called porky pie but... flying porky i i was i was a fan of flying porky yes. uh, so after the 1955 millimeter sterling moss drove on through the night to meet a girl for a date I really want this to be true. Damn it. Oh, yes. I thought it was false. It yeah, is. Too. After like the 1950s. What a legend. He went to have a cup of tea <laughs> with uh, Met a nice lady who said we should meet for lunch uh, in Bruges on the other side of some mountains. Um, told the team he was going to get something out the back of the car. Took the car, drive another 12 hours after driving for 64 hours straight to complete the millimeter. a lunatic. Um, and then went on a date. Legend. I mean, what was a legend status confirmed? Was he, just, was he just out of it? Just like... No, no. He was, he was apparently completely fine. Right. Yeah. He was just like, right, lads, thanks for the race. Um, too much effort. Too much off, to, uh, off to go... Get some. I'll see you later. I mean, I hope he got some. I I mean, you drive It'd be a twelve really hours. Freaking long trip. If not, okay. in the Dakar Rally, if you are running Malimoto, you are what? A good question. Yes. <laughs> so, um, sorry, I'm fucking now. Fuck am I supposed to know? I don't know either. Not to be honest, mate, I feel bad for you on this one because you have been thrown in the deep end. It's okay. Now you get to um, see what somebody who doesn't know anything about this <laughs> shit would say. And That's great. So, Malimoto riders in the Dakar Rally do the full two weeks of the Dakar Rally without any support. So every night they are delivered a box of tools and spare parts for their bikes and they finish a 12-hour day and then perform all the mechanical and upgrades to their bikes. It is also as well, if they are, as you can be in Dakar, 280 miles in the desert away from anyone else, no one so is you allowed... Are, you are riding a motorbike. Yeah, you are. Well, I got it right then. Okay. I can't give you retrospective points, but I can give you well, a... It's a trick question. Okay. I just went with what I thought Mali Moto sounded most like. Yeah, same. <laughs> kind of hurts you didn't listen to me. To promote the Ocean's 12 film, they put what on a Formula One car? George Clooney's giant George fucking mug. mug. What a beauty. Yeah. Or they put George Clooney's face on a thong on the car. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. 
Yes. Yeah. So this is still one of the biggest F1 scandals. Uh, to <gasps> Ocean 12 film, they put £250,000 diamonds on the front of two cars, which were then painted up in a uh, Ocean's 12 kind of theme, picture of George Clooney. Um, Wait, they, they actually use real diamonds? Real diamonds, yes. Um, at which point one of the cars crashed and the diamond was missing. <laughs> And is still missing to this day. Oh, nice. let's go. We're going on a trip. Some some poor, some apprentice somewhere got his lucky break. He's just like... Yes, but it was, it was protected. The resale value is probably cost. garbage. Right. Diamonds. Aww. It's not worth anything. True or false? A car with a fan to suck itself down to the track won one race and then was banned. In Formula One, I should have added that. My apologies. There is a pattern to your questions, Gavin, in that so far they've all been true. Well, that is true. There may be some that are false. Maybe I'm leading you into a false narrative. A false sense of security. Yes. Um, so, Sean, I'm assuming from your your woohoo that you got that right. Uh, yes, there was a fan car developed oh, no, I did not. by Williams that had a fan on the back of the car, sucked himself... Oh, oh sorry, my bad. That's my fault. Um, sucked itself down to the track and was 20 seconds faster than the rest of the competition. Holy crap. It was then banned. Which car um, was it on out of interest? Uh, it was Williams. So Ferrari turned around and went, not yeah. allowed. Yeah, 20 seconds faster than everyone. Um, it was then banned and is the only car to this date with a 100% success record. I mean, Williams must just be going, yay, the one car. It's the best we've ever done. They also yeah. tested it with the fan going the other way. Um, and that's some hilarious on boards because the the car is floating off the ground as the, tri client, the driver means <laughs> 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 A little bit. Nope. Oh. So Belly's running oh, away with Bell's this. Bell's just pulling away, yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, you're, you're hanging in there, Sean. You're hanging in I there. I mean, Thanks, Gavin. Gavin, you did choke away a doubled up lead over me last week. So. Well, yeah, but I it's can't. Very true. It and we've got there. 13 questions left. We're not even halfway through. But um, advice to Sean: the quicker you answer the more points you get if you're right. But I figured. Pit stop in Formula One history. Oh, crap, my phone turned off. I know this because I watched the video. It was great. It's also the only, that's also the most specific of the four numbers. True. I'm sorry, I've never done a quiz before, all right? <laughs> It did like 1.32, 1.48. Thank you. 1. Thank you. You know, next time or I do a point one five. No, thank you. I appreciate that. I should get good. extra points because my phone turned off. <gasps> Sucks. I decided that I needed to re-enter my password to get the so points something, answer. Something in the picture of that question will come in handy later. Mm. Oh, the TV is coming on. Whoops. True or false? Michael Fassbender will race for Porsche at Le Mans in 2022. 
Are you joking? Nope. That's that's so he ridiculous. He has he has signed a deal with Porsche. And, and I love him. TV series, which I force Bell to watch every time it comes out, where he is working himself to race at Le Mans. That's so he's ridiculous. He'll do great too, because he's just yeah. unbelievable at yeah. everything. Yep. Yeah, I mean he's not the greatest at choosing films to be in, unfortunately, but next question. I'm not gonna show the scores because he tried he tried his best to change. The Isle of Man takes place over a 37.73 mile lap, which is the fastest average speed. These are a what bit more. What is the fastest? What is um, the fastest average speed? Over the course of the lap. I love how you've gone for a two mile per hour difference between two answers. Yeah. He got specific I'm... though. He knows what he's doing. Daisy, I know. I was gonna go for that one. I just, I just didn't. Uh, Jared. Oh. Sorry, sorry, you... Sean and I were two miles per hour off. Sorry, Jared. I love how you and Sean are just like Crash. in sync. I, uh, Jared, if my quiz was so easy, why aren't you getting more questions right? But they're never, not easy. Never said You're it was easy. Like two mile Jared. differences, and then a ten mile difference, and then a. I did this with like two. three guys at work, and they all eighty. Eighty mile difference. Two miles an hour difference. It's very significant. Two miles an hour is very fast. Another quiz. How many people are allowed in a Formula One pit stop? I'm not in the fucking game anymore. Fuck. Oh, you know, I can't do oh, anything. Oh, Oh, shit. I fucking hit the wrong button. That's fine. There's some real thinking going on here. Ah, uh, no. I've, hey! I've, I've given Flip the, wrong the fucking answer. thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the wrong answer. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was the wrong answer. To be fair, Gavin, anyway. you never talk about the pit stop. How many pit stops have I shown you? Though? Is that isn't eight NASCAR? Uh, NASCAR is four. Oh, is it four now? Yeah. Because I know they changed the rules a bit ago. I don't know how. Yeah, I it's that. it's weird. Yeah, not... They also saying... don't allow like you still have to use an old-fashioned jack to get the car up. Um, yeah. A strange fact about NASCAR that I was going to put in this, but I realized it was too out there. NASCAR pit crews wear bulletproof vests. Oh, I would have got that one. I mean, they're in the South, so they're probably just using that to make sure no, that they don't no. get hit by a no, stray no, 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 bullet. No, no, no. Uh -uh. So when they take the nuts off the car, no one collects those wheel nuts. Oh, that's good. So when the car does a, a spinning burnout away, it sends those wheel nuts flying down the pit lane at everyone else. That sounds like a really smart thing to do is, you know, yeah. not pick up things that could, you know, take your eye and teeth out. Oh. Mecca. True or <laughs> false? I don't know now. In the Dakar rally was recreated because a Frenchman got lost and found it rather fun. I, I hope this is true. Oh, for yes. the love of God. Fuck's sake. Son of a bitch. It's so ridiculous. Mind game. True. The Frenchman got lost. It seems like an insult, French. to be honest. It's like. <laughs> He's just out in the. He's just. He's just out in the desert, being like, "I am having fun with this." You know, well, this lost. is not bad, to be honest. He got lost, found his way back, and went. We should do this rally. Yes. He was six hours late to complete the other one. 
But you know, I had a good time out there. You know, it was. It's such good. a bullshit thing, too. You know what is like, not good, my No, you, they're just going to make fun of him and be like, you're a moron, dude. And then he was like, no, 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 no. I'm an intelligent person because mm. this was better. Like, fucking. It's Go like a different way of playing a board game. Tracks and you will understand. No, 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 no. no, no. What we fucking race play Uno was he this late way. For? <laughs> what race was he late, late for? Six hours? Did no one like turn around and go, should we check if he's okay? He was late for the um, Nigerian stretch of the uh, Afrikaans rally um, and just turned up six hours late and then started his own rally the next year later, which was basically drive through the middle of nowhere and people enjoyed it. Now that's commitment to your mistakes right there. And, yep. and no like nobody, nobody just him. went, hey, should, should, we give Jer- should we give Jeremy didn't, a call? He's didn't a bit we have late. one more competitor somewhere? No? Okay. No Please. What is the name of this racing series? Shit. I don't even know what these acronyms mean. Nope. I know ARFT is what my dog usually says. Yeah. BTCC sounds like a sailing club. God damn. It sounds like Bitcoin. It's, it's the only one. Something. It's the only one that wasn't capitalized. Yeah, so it threw me. I'm oh, sure. yeah, because he likes look at he likes lowercase though. Yeah, should have been a his name was a hint. Should have been a hint. Yeah, I I don't like either. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the British Touring Car Championship it is popular the world over. Uh, gets almost as much viewership as Formula One, second most watched motorsport in the world. Yeah, and I worked in it, around it, and with people in it. Uh, still do nice. to today. That's great. That's right. the uh, Brixton and Tens Tensworth Canoe Club. Are you done? No, I was <laughs> I was just saying that's that's okay. that's what it looks like to me. Type the answer. What is the oh, name shit. of this driver? Oh. he's the most famous rally driver ever. That's not even an argument. He just is. I can't spell his fucking name. I checked the spelling as well. It's okay. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey! Two fucking hells? Are you kidding me? Jim Moron. (laughs) (laughs) Last time I get no point because of one fucking hell? There wasn't a thing on the button where you could said close to the name. That is how his name is officially spelled on Google. I like my answer better. Okay. No one got any points on that. I like my answer. Yeah, I actually really like Sean's answer. Name this racetrack. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, man. Nice. I mean, it is one of the most famous hairpin turns ever. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have been really silly if I say that I completely guessed that, yeah? Mm, Yeah, you just shouldn't have said that. that Nova Scotia there, bud. What are you talking about? Aim this corner. God's sake. Oh, for fuck's sake. We spoke about it this week.
corkscrew. Damn it. Yeah, man. I actually I, I wanted I wanted to pick the ah. <laughs> I saw Red Bull and I thought, is that Red Bull Zone? I think I only know this going. because of uh, Top Gear. So is the it's considered the most well one of the most scary corners in all of motorsport because it goes left and right down three stories. Nice. Oh yeah, I really should have known that. And the average speed through there is seventy mile an hour. I don't know if I've seen the clip of Top Gear for that. So, well, I mean, Sean, you're mounting a comeback against Jared at this point. Only a thousand back of Bell, also. Yeah, it's close. It's very close. Now the quiz. Name this car's brand. Both of you should know this. I apologise, Sean. There's even a picture of me in front of it. Okay. The G on the front kind of gave it away. There was a G on the front. Gumpert. Yeah, yeah, I didn't the, see like anything those on kind the front. of a G shape. I just touched yeah. a button. So that's really the car. Um, it's an amazing piece of kit. Oh, I have not had a go in one yet. Just going to move on because there's not more on that. Quiz. What race series are these cars from? Jesus Christ. I really haven't got that right. Oh. Shit. Yes. Yeah, Sean, Sean, mate, at this point, I. <laughs> Yo, the comeback is real, guys. <laughs> Let's go. Fucking Where are you I mean, I know this. I knew this. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was GT4. I was like, oh, that yeah, car, absolutely. The I exact specifications of a GT4 vehicle. Yeah. I watch it every Friday at 9 a.m. <laughs> so this is, this is oh, close. Oh, no. This is close now. Who's going to win? Is it going to be Jared? Two more questions. What brand of car is this? Oh, God. Oh, I clicked something because my screen you went down. And it was oh, my wrong. God. I think. Fuck's sake. <sighs> my screen Jared, went dark and I picked and I clicked it. Well, it's our shit then, isn't it? The fuck bad. is that? What is yeah. that? It's the new Glickenhaus hypercar. Uh -huh. I did not want to click Mossler. That's Uderia Glickenhaus is basically a modern day. Oh, you've got to be a specific kind of person to okay. drive a Mosler. This, 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 uh, this final question, Sean, I'm going to apologize, is just going to make those two. If they get it instantly, we're going I'm to be. Gonna... Yeah, you, you, you might as well, buddy. <laughs> so this will show who listens to me the most. What championship did I win? Shit. <laughs> we all guess the same fucking thing. I just the, want to point out something. The Stay Brixton like... Townsend uh, Canoe Club. The guy who doesn't know oh, shit. shit. Am I sitting in the same room as something that... At least I'm not in the same gone... room as the trophy. He's gone... Oh shit, he's got a hat in the hallway that has it on. Every day... Bell walks past this. This is the hat. I've never seen this hat. Before I'm not being life. funny, Gavin. It just says Michelin. 
as a race winner or a championship winner in British sport or any sport, you get it in Formula One as well, it's gold leaf and it is signed GT4 championship Osamu Kawashima. Well, I've never seen it. So I'm. I have an excuse. You have seen it, Jared. It was in his freaking hall of residence at uni. You definitely seen it. Because I paid attention to everything in Gavin's smelly flat when I walked in. Uh, so Sean, as a person that never met me, I mean, you did pretty well. Thank you. I appreciate that. And okay. I'll get to know so, more things, and then I'll end up beating them. So yeah, that's cool. there you we'll go. become the bestest of friends. Absolutely, and- brother. Bell has done really, really well. It was close. I mean, uh, was, I, was, just, I should have got more than that. I was going to but... say, how how really well is that for the yeah. woman only, that's been both, living with you for how many years? You both only listen to me about fifty percent of the time, though. From I, I mean, Bell really just Jared less. Stop sharing my screen now, because can I well, just can I just for one moment? There's I'm just like on my Instagram because this girl's messaging me about this this Instagram live thing. And yeah. I just went on my feed and there's just like everybody does um, deadlifts. Yeah. Why? I just terrible for the game. They're so fucking bad for you. Yeah. Like you you will not have knees anymore. You do that for like a year straight, you're done. And like this girl has a super wide stance. Uh, and yeah, I'm like, no. bro, you cool, man. You're yeah, lifting you, 225. You, you, you don't be lifting you shouldn't be lifting like that um the the thing for me is that they actually did a study uh into the top level nhl top level nfl and top level sports they don't deadlift anymore they power clean and jerk because the risk to reward ratio is so much smaller because if you get wrong you're fucked right i mean even even like uh bodybuilders have, have strayed away from it they just won't do it anymore there's no point yeah, I, I stopped deadlifting last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. All right. What a great way to end it. <laughs> exactly. Um, massive lie. Already, exactly. Already better at ending the podcast than you are, Jared. Who is? <laughs> Don't tell him Already that. better Don't at ending. Like, let's end it. No, no, no. no, no. Plan. Jared will drag it out for like 20 minutes of bollocks. Because you keep talking. You know what, though? That is like a super Canadian thing to do. Ending yeah. conversations here. Fucking... No, Doesn't don't even happen. try. You just you end up like you can talk to a stranger for like forty five minutes straight about absolutely nothing. You've never met them before, but only because and you're sat there you're holding a door. To be nice, right? You're holding yeah. a door for somebody, be... and they've just started to talk to you, and now you've held the door for the next twenty five people going into the store, and you're still talking with this person, and you're like, dear Christ, I have frozen shit in my bag that's now melted because I'm still talking to you on a you bright know, summer day. That's that's the same here. There's only one way you can get out of those conversations in Britain. You have to slap both eyes and go, right. At which point and is then... you can leave. <laughs> right. That's hilarious. Then... I've seen that so many times too. That's funny. Right. Doing right. that means that I have shit to do. Right. I need to go. But you have to say it like Jeremy Clarkson. You can't just be like, right. You have to be like, right. 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 Right, we wish better luck to next go. week to yeah, all like the losers, you. particularly Sean, because he's a, a big loser today. I'm a medio, I'm a middle loser. Um, he's giving me a finger. I can guess which one it is. Uh, but we wish better luck next week. 
Uh, Gavin and I will. Uh, Gavin and I will now decide whether or not we wish to keep Sean uh, or whether we will fire him. Uh, I we'll, I thought I thought we'd we'll agree on. on some kind of like Hunger Games for guests where we we on, we we only allow we're the hosts and we only allow like you know there's two at the moment. So uh, in the next week, you and Belle will have to organise a fight to the death. Um, at which point we will decide who then stays on as a stays on. And Sean is apparently going to. Well, I look forward to seeing you again uh, as a guest. And uh... okay, well done, everyone. Goodbye. End it. Wings. End podcast.